Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's up, Magna? What is going on, Mr. Leon Rose? All good, but right now I have to apologize to our listeners that my mic, my voice might not be sounding as sexy and as sultry as usual. It's because I'm in Miami right now and I didn't bring my big microphone. Yeah, so I apologize for that. You you know, wait for the next episode, listen to past episodes if you need to get the fix. You know, the fix of hearing my voice. You know, I, I know I know this podcast, people go to sleep with this, you know. I I, I know this. I know this for a fact. You know, it I, I should go organize my own other podcast where I just tell like bedtime stories and just yeah. So I alluded to being in Miami um a little while ago, and I just want to let you know that I'm in the guest bedroom of one of my best friends. I was the best man at his wedding. I actually made his wedding. You know, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, you know what? What do you mean you made his wedding? I made his wedding. I, you know, without me, that the show wouldn't be the same. You know, I, I, the speech it was it was worthy of. I think it's. I, I should put it on YouTube. Just. I, uh... I would like to say <laughs> that I think you were just a man at his wedding, and the fact that it was his wedding is what made you the best. <laughs> so anyway, he's been on the podcast before. His name is Dwayne Kingston. Dwayne is an awesome friend, an uh, awesome person. And actually, we had a chance to interview him back in 2020, episode 70, folks. Florida wow. was the episode with our guest, Dwayne. Um, if you guys want to take a listen to that, that's where we actually talked about the differences between the scene in New York and Miami and the lack of creativity in dancers and lots of carbon copies. So that's a, definitely a good episode to have a listen to. So without further ado, let us introduce this amazing human being, friend, and dancer, Mr. Dwayne Kingston. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back on this wonderful podcast. Good to see you, Magna. I'm seeing too much of you, Leon, you know, while you're here, but I am grateful to have you, you know, as a guest in my home. Hope you're enjoying yourself. No, I, I, I cannot let that go. I cannot let that go. So what you listeners, it's a shame this is not a visual podcast because we had to do a retake because when we introduced Dwayne, rather than speaking, he clapped his hands and nodded his head. <laughs> I swear, our group of friends, this this particular group of friends, Mark Anthony, Guy, Dwayne now has been added to this batch of people who forget that this is an audio podcast, even though we're recording via Zoom, it is still an audio podcast ultimately. <laughs> and they do a lot of gestures, but we can't hear them. He's on mute. Well, I actually, if I was supposed to clap, but I didn't want to clap in the microphone and, and messed up. So I was aware. Thank you, guys. Thank you <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about injuries, actually. We have discussed injuries in the dancing before. You know, Leon is a klutz one hell of a club, so he's always getting injured. But today the focus is on Dwayne. I guess the first question would be what happened and what is the struggle that you've had as it pertains to dance? Because you do, you do go dancing and how has it impacted your dancing? 
Well, yeah. I mean, well, to start off, I am a, a avid um, motorcycle rider, and I decided to you know to ride one morning to work. I usually ride at night when I'm you know when I'm bar hopping drinking, but I decided to ride sober to work, and as a result, you know, a car came over and um, texting came over into my lane, and um, I fell, and I shattered my my knee. Uh, in the hospital for two months in a wheelchair. I'm sorry, in the hospital for two weeks, in a wheelchair for two months, in, in, a, in a walker, and I have about 17 screws, you know, holding my leg together. Yeah, I mean, it was a tragedy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be alive. But it, yes, it did affect my dancing, and I have a year-long recovery. You said walker. Did you just use the walker that you use to get around most of the time, or did you have to get a new walker to help you with the injury? I, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, after the wheelchair, I used the walker to get around for about a month. So no dancing for you then? I could not dance. And actually the, the first attempt at, at me dancing is now, in, you know, approaching the eight month. You know, I went out, you know, with Mr. Leon Rose and, um, you know, he forced me to to dance. And, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. It yeah. almost helped me re-engine myself. Oh, you I know? can see that. I can see. Leon is such an instigator. Just, I can't yeah. Listen, I turned, I w- we was in the club. Was having a drink, you know, listening to the band, enjoying the vibes. I turned my back, and next minute, this guy is, is doing like a, I don't know. It was like a a broken Susie Q, and he was squatting down. And I was like, "What the hell is going on? This guy's got one one leg, and he should even be in this position." The moment that he told me that he's buying a new bike, he, you remember my face, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. I didn't even say anything. I was like, "Dwayne, no. you're getting a new bike." No, when before this happened. Oh. No, he's not getting a bike now. Bicycle, if a, tricycle. If he gets a bike now, I'll come over regularly and just pop the tires so he can't ride, you know? <laughs> yeah. It just goes to speak to the passion of, you know, actually wanting to get back out there and I mean a little bit early and and wanting to dance and, you know, and I think what that have done to, done for me mentally. I mean, I can relate obviously to being injured. I think we all can. Every dancer probably can relate to that. Uh, whether that injury came on the dance floor or off the dance floor. And I know when I was injured that the hardest thing was taking a break, not only because my work depended on it and I was so concerned about like making sure I wasn't canceling events, but it was painful, like psychologically painful to not be able to dance, you know? And I know that I ended up dancing way sooner than I should have, you know? Hey, so, I think we all done that. Yeah. But for you, Dwayne, Despite dancing, I think probably sooner than you should have, what do you feel, it, I, I, was it painful? And, and what did you feel if the pain was there? In addition to that pain, what do you feel when you get to be back on the dance floor and moving? So, yeah, so it, it was painful. It was uncomfortable. Um, you know, I did, you know, feel like I was dancing on one loop. In one leg, as he said, the, the broken Susie Q. Um, but you know, at the same time, it was a sense of accomplishment and euphoria, right? It was it was getting back out there and, and saying, let myself know that you know, all right, this 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 journey is coming to an end and about to start a new one of normal life again. Um, so I think you know, as much as the pain and the day after I was swollen and and couldn't bend my leg, you know, I, I felt like um, all right, you know, we, we've gotten past this and and we we on to you know to the next chapter. Leon, I got a question for you. Did, have you ever been injured where I know you've been injured and you still like work through routines and stuff like that, but have you ever been injured where you were forced to take a break and 
did you crave getting back into it or were you kind of like looking at it like, oh, look, I have to take a break and I would have loved to take a break. And now now I have an actual legitimate reason to do so. Well, I think that the most of the, the, the one injury that I had on my foot years ago, whereas, oh my God, I think I, we talked about this on one of the podcasts um, where I was running backwards just before a show and I changed direction and I heard a pop in my foot. That was your had... seventh toe, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. So I, I could, I had to perform like 20 minutes after that and I, I performed on the side of my foot, but I don't know how I managed to continue I probably took a little break. I never went to see anybody. And obviously it got worse. It, it moved up to my ankle. It moved up to the knee, up to the hip. And when I finally got it seen to, um, I'm, I'm always going to have something going wrong on that side. But the last injury I had, luckily for me, it was during COVID. So I had actually had time to recuperate. You know, I, I messed up my knee and uh, the doctor said, if I don't look after this, I'm going to get arthritis in my knee. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'll let me do everything I can do. And I didn't need to dance, you know? And when I did go out, it was like, I was dancing like I had two um, two legs without knees. <laughs> you know, just imagine. <laughs> you see, that's that's the thing though, with like COVID, it doesn't really count because- we had a craving to go and dance during COVID, yeah. but there was no nothing available. Like for me, when I was injured, I remember when I broke my toe after spraining my ankle and I was at Congresses still, unable to dance, but still teaching. And I was at the parties with my toe bandaged up and I was there and I, I wanted to dance so badly, you know, and I felt pain, like, like just, it, it hurt, it hurt me emotionally to not be able to dance you know and that actually brings me to a point which Dwayne and I were just discussing before we started recording which is dance is therapy you know dance is really therapeutic for a lot of people and I can understand why we why we take risks to get back on the dance floor just for that psychological emotional spiritual release right and relief one it's dance have identified so much of our lives you know over time that it represents you know us getting back to normal you know and we use that as a milestone to say okay you know i'm back in here and then we have you know additionally the the dance community itself you know such a need to reconnect you know you know for me um, going out last night, I haven't been back, you know, amongst my regular dancing friends, you know, in eight months, right? So that also represents that a next, like I said before, a, a next stage for my mind in, in addition to, you know, my body getting there. Yeah, the question to think about here would be not so much of should you get back into dancing, but when's the right time to get back into dancing? You, you made a good point there, right? And, you know, having Leon calls is, is important because, we get older and, you know, we, we can't get back in the same way that we, we used to, we don't recover the same, you know, it's a lot of things, you know, for this generation of dancers that we need to consider that we, we didn't really have to before. And, you know, I watched, you know, Leon aged, you know, dramatically over the years and I, I can see why that's, you know, that's a problem. <laughs> We're watching him age as we speak. Uh, I, I have so many things to say, but I'm not sure if uh, the podcast platforms would uh, 
was take us down or not, you know? So I'm going to leave you to, you, you two remind me right now, those two old guys up in the, um, in the Muppet show, up in the stalls. Which role are you playing? Cause I see a lot this, of white. This is not a white beard. It's because I'm in Miami and the sun is shining. I'm like a polar bear. <laughs> you know, polar bears are, 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 are black. It's just because the light goes in because the, the the hair is hollow, so it makes it look white. And that's what's happening right now. I've caught polar bear. Right. Yeah, right. Right, right. <laughs> but you are you are right about, um, Dwayne, about the, the timing of getting back into dancing. And I think this is probably the most important thing for everyone to realize is though the dance community has changed significantly, like, the influx of bachata and all of that stuff, which we will discuss another time. But though the dance community has changed, the dance community is always going to be there. Like there will still be events. There will still be congresses. There will be places to go and dance. There might not be the same people, but there will always be people that are out there and dancing. And when you rush your recovery, you know, or you don't pay attention to the timing that is required to really recover in full, you're going to damage something, your own body, which is not always going to be there. And, you know, when we think about our injuries and getting back into dance as, as much as we crave it and as much as we miss it, we got to remember that part of it. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn. And it took me three injuries and three years to figure that part out and say, you know what? If I don't stop and take a break and take care of my body and let it heal, whether that's eight weeks or 10 weeks or whatever I need to do, not dancing, no physical activity that involves putting weight on my foot, I am never going to be in a position to enjoy this fully. Well said, Wagner. I really wish that I had taken paid more attention to my injuries. You know, I, I want to say something just to the, the, the young and up and coming dancers, you know, back in our days, a lot of the, the old school dancers didn't necessarily come from a dance background so there was no like warm not proper warming up and stuff like that I've seen people do that over the years and I know this new generation a lot of you know talented performers really pay attention those guys really pay attention Look, do whatever you have to do to prevent these accidents from happening and if you do happen to get an accident into a you know get an injury take care of it definitely take care of it you, you live to fight another day and I would like to add, actually, you know, when you're when you're recovering from an injury, there there is one benefit to movement and dancing because movement and dancing does require such a high level of awareness just to be able to step quickly, to be able to pivot and to turn, to be able to lead, to be able to follow. There's so many things you you truly need to be aware of in your body to be able to dance, period. And ex especially if you want to be a good dancer, you can use your injuries to recover faster and better because once I did get back into dancing, like even though I didn't take care of my first injury, which was a sprained ankle, my ankles before that, I never paid attention to it. I didn't really think about the fundamentals. I didn't think about developing my strength. And so I was just dancing and just having fun. And yeah, my, my ankles would twist. It never twisted poorly or really badly, but it did twist. Whereas now because of that injury and starting to go back into dancing since then, I have gotten so much better at being mindful of how my body is moving, you know? So I've actually improved my technique, improved my body awareness as a result of an injury. So if you are getting back into dancing and it's the right time, think about how you can develop or increase that awareness of your body. So 
you're less prone to injury, as Leon said, and you can prevent things in the future, but also where you can, you can learn from your injuries, learn from your pain, learn from your mistakes, so you can be stronger and better going forward. I just want to back up what you just said there. You you have really improved because like I remember before the injury of your ankle. No, I'm being serious. Magna's laughing at me, but you know, Magna after this ankle injury, I th- I feel like it's almost like you're a superhuman. You're the only person I know that can do like a double spin and your foot doesn't change direction. You know, it just stays right there. The ankle is like on a swivel. It's it's amazing. Like a you like- know. And this is why I started laughing before he continued and finished his train of thought, because I know he's going to take it somewhere dumb. I, I think we <laughs> I think we should all now call you Swivelfoot. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what's going to happen now. What I want you to do is share this podcast with anybody and everybody and uh, post a comment, whatever you want, and use the hashtag Swivelfoot. No. <laughs> no. If Magna gets into a fight in the street, she just raises up her foot and spins it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter foot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I would like to say before we wrap up is a huge thank you to Dwayne. Um, and thank you for sharing because, you know, Leon and I are on this podcast talking about our experiences with injuries, with the dance scene and everything, but we don't often get a chance to interview someone who's not an artist, who's actually just a social dancer, who enjoys it and who struggles in a different way when it comes to an injury, because we're like looking at, oh, we need to get back on the dance floor. We need to get back out there because it's our work. We see that immediacy and urgency in a different light than someone who's just a social dancer. And it's it's interesting to see how much that affects even social dancers who actually have a different profession that doesn't require you to be, you know, always dancing. Yeah. And so, yeah, thank you both, you know, Magna and, and Leon for inviting me back. It was certainly a pleasure to be back on this podcast, you know, watch it grown over the years. And and like you said, um, you know, it dancing, you know, represents so much other things. Right. So, you know, if I can dance, that means I can work. If I can dance, I can go to the store. If I can dance, you know, I can tra- I can travel. Right. And if I travel, I can dance. Right. So it, it all kind of, you know, circles up together. So, um, again, glad for the opportunity to share with you guys. And right now I'm going to go and jump in Dwayne's pool. And if any of you listeners are out in Miami, hit my um, Dwayne up and, you know, come and swim in his pool. He's got a nice, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a nice guest room, you know, got, always got Isn't food that... in the fridge. Wait, is, aren't you in the guest room? I am. Yeah, exactly. So, so where are they going to sleep? Go- I'm going soon. So, um, you know, it, it's just open. Anybody just contact <laughs> me. I'll book it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Contact Leon and he'll give you the address and the directions. <laughs> And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Naked and Counting. Check out our Facebook page. That's where we post all of our bloopers. And we will have one from today. (laughs) 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 What will that be? Anyway, listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, see you next time. Bye, guys. Ciao.